0: the ep podcast heard everywhere podcast can be found and always at the eppodcast.com
1: and belly up to the nine foot homemade oak bar pour yourself a cold one chris here you're in my basement Enjoy the next 30 minutes of good here on the EP podcast, an episode that comes out a little later in the day on Monday, and I have to apologize. It was parade weekend, for crying out loud. I had people in from out of town, couldn't get over to the microphone all weekend. Friday, I kind of kicked off early because I was going over to open outcry to drown my sorrows. I had like one of those awful days. We all have one of those days. Like we're just like, it was like middle of the day and I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm frustrated with like everything that's going on around me and I needed a break. And you'll probably hear uh, that vibe when I talk with John Brand later on in this show and he convinces me to join a mug club and uh, we're eating beer and pizza and having a great time. Big crowd out there all weekend long, I saw on Friday and also on Parade Day. We're also going to visit a brand new business to Evergreen Park, the newest business in Evergreen Park located on 95th Street. And Tim Lyons from the Evergreen Park Baseball Club is... Down here at the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar, baseball season, Little League upon us. We will talk to him. So much more ahead. It's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. You need a bank you can rely on, one that knows your community and provides customized accounts and offers just for you. Count on the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, located in that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski. They're a locally-based community bank committed to people and businesses right here in the EP. And now when you open up a total access checking account, you get $300 as a bonus. Open an account today at bankevergreenpark.com slash access slash EP. $100 required to open, requirements to qualify, must use, link to apply, member FDIC. Eating Evergreen Park is one of my favorite things to do. We go out and we check out a place where I can get food and tell you all about them. And we have the newest business in Evergreen Park on 95th Street, to visit today. It's called Keisha's Cakes. Let's go. All right, we are at the brand new cake. Is it a cakery, a bakery? What what would you call this, Keisha?
0: I call it a A cakery. Cakery? Yes, we do sell cake supplies as well, Um, but we do sell cake as well.
1: Keisha Mullins Johnson is standing here. She is the owner proprietor of Keisha's Cakes and you opened a week ago on 95th Street. You are the newest business in Evergreen Park. Congratulations on that.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. We're happy to be here.
1: So, so take me through what this is all about. Okay, it's a it's a cakery. So it's not like you know you're not it's not like walking into your traditional bakery. You right. you and you'll make things by the slice. So if somebody wants to grab a slice or something like that. But then you'll also do parties. You'll do uh, do events. You'll 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 make a full cake for somebody. You're custom making it. I'm assuming. Take me through everything that you guys offer.
0: So yeah, we are a cake supply store, and I totally made up the word cakeries in case somebody wants to look it up. I
1: like cakery. <laughs> you like cakery? <laughs> See, I went to it right away. I was like, cakery.
0: Yes, and so we um, offer baking supplies, but we also offer good tasting sweets. We have cakes and muffins, we offer them by the slice. Um, or you can order a whole cake um, and pick it up from here. We do do events, we do weddings and birthdays and all kinds of cakes, but we really specialize in Southern treats. My mom's from Alabama, so I do all of the peach cobblers and pound cakes and German chocolate cakes and all of the stuff that we enjoy in the South. I try to bring that here.
1: You know, I think that that's, that's really interesting because I, I've talked to other businesses around here over the last year or so. Um, there's some restaurants that have changed their menus recently and said, I'm gonna try the Southern style. And they were worried about doing it maybe in the last couple of years before because they were like, well, I don't know if people are gonna like it here. But when you stand out and you're unique, That's what people are looking for. And so that intrigued me right away because if I'm going to have that, I want to go to somebody who specializes in it.
0: That's right, and we specialize in it. As a matter of fact, we have um, a very popular cake that we sell out of every week. Even before I opened the store, I would sell slices and cakes and I would sell out every week. Um, It's called a peach cobbler pound cake. So if you like peach cobbler, and you like pound cake? Just think of the both of them together, um, and they're very yummy. And we also sell one that is um, drenched in Hennessy. So people really like that, and that's a southern treat. That's something that they do down south. So people like that.
1: I like my baked goods drenched in alcohol.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what other way should you have them?
1: <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about this thing lately, where you know I, I miss when my you know my grandmother did it and my mother did it. There was like a cake. There was a cake that was just set aside in case people popped in. Nobody does that anymore. But I'm pretty sure if I had a cake drenched in alcohol, I'd get company oh, again. you'd
0: get a lot of company. And if it were a, a, a Keisha cake, Keisha cake. You would get all the company. <laughs> Okay? but yes, it is a very tasty treat and um, all of our treats are tasty. They're gonna make you be in the gym but every slice is worth it. So you
1: have you have cake supply things. So explain to me what this is. So this is if somebody also is a baker and they like to make things and they may it looks like you even have all the trays. if somebody made something for somebody else and they want to deliver it, you're almost like a supply store for other bakers.
0: That is our intention once the supply chain lifts up a little more. We're gonna have more things that we can sell in terms of bakers. Um, I started as an at-home baker and would have to travel all all over the city to get some of these things, boxes and specialty little items that people use that make cake. And they know what I'm talking about, brushes and molds. And so, yes, we do sell those items as well. You can come in and get a cake box or you can get a cake board and um, different cake toppers. We have all of that stuff in the store. And hopefully, um, when things lighten up a little bit, we'll have a lot more inventory in terms of that.
1: You're at a big intersection here in Evergreen Park. I mean, you're, you're right here at 99th and Holman. You're right next to the Red Wing Shoe Store. What's the exact address again?
0: 3345 West 95th Street. We're in Unit E.
1: It's awesome. And and you're I think you're gonna make a lot of friends around here. There's a few restaurants around here that probably you know, they're gonna discover this and they're like, ooh, we want that we want that Hennessy cake yeah. on the menu. You might you might be in like the perfect spot. What is this that I'm standing next to right now? So
0: this is German chocolate cake, and this is a old cake that That's actually It's a German has
1: chocolate I mean like that. I've seen German chocolate cakes before, but that that thing looks That's that thing is going right to my hips, Keisha.
0: Yes it is, and it's gonna be worth every pound that you're gonna gain. <laughs> This is a German chocolate cake. So every week we have cake specials. Last week we had um, strawberry shortcake pound cake. We had peach cobbler pound cake. And we had lemon pound cake. We sold out of all of them.
1: That is a special cake right there. That that right there, I would imagine it's going to fly off the shelves very, very quickly. Oh, it will. And, and like these are in the individual things. So these are perfect if somebody wants to come by and try something. But when you do the, the big cakes, is it something where it's a walk-in and you can get a big cake at the last minute? Or is it something they should call ahead and talk to you about?
0: So event cakes, we require one week in advance for you to let us know. Um, for uh, wedding cakes and special events, we do charge by the slice. Like most bakeries. Basically. What about my kids'
1: birthday? That event cakes?
0: That's an event cake, but we won't charge you by the slice for that. You can pick a theme, and depending on the size of the cake, we usually charge that way for those type of things. Wedding cakes are a little bit different. Um, and every week on Wednesday, we have a half price hump day. So any sweets we have in the store are half price, and there's always a cake of the week. Um, so this week, the cake of the week is going to be peach cobbler pound cake again.
1: So if we're going to try Keisha's cakes, get here on Wednesday to get it at half price That's or come in, come in any day. Check yeah. out what they have. Do you have a website, a way for people to look I at that? I do.
0: Too. So you can find us on the Internet at so www, uh, Keisha cake boutique. Dot .com.
1: You you spell Keisha a little differently than I've seen Keisha before, so it's K E S H A. And then Cake is with a K as well, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. All right.
1: So there's the Joe. So we want to make sure they got it cuz yep. I want them to go check out your website. That's I want right. them to have that okay. Once again, give me that address. I really appreciate it.
0: 3345 West 95th Street. You can call us too at 708-664-9899. All
1: right. We just checked out the newest business in Evergreen Park. You're diving into the the baking business. Business here in the EP, you got you, this is a this is a an interesting spot. There's a few bakeries, there's a few places around here, but I think you got the I think you got the goods, Keisha.
0: I got the goods because nobody ain't baking pound cake like me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them back here at the nine foot homemade oak bar with tim lyons of the evergreen park baseball club the epbc which was the boys club combined with the epaa was that last year or the first
2: time that they were both together last year was the first full year of operation yes.
1: how did that go you know i mean like one big little league for all of evergreen park was it a big rousing success was it? were you surprised by how anything that happened while it was out there did it go the way that you expected it
2: it couldn't have went any better and a lot of it's due to the increased volunteers we had across the board coaches parents uh we have an increased board now as well with some new faces and fresh ideas and it all starts at the top of Brian Harmon. He runs an outstanding league, and we really are fortunate to have so many great fields in Evergreen Park, thanks to our street department and all the help they give us. And there's 14 fields for these kids to use, and a strong house league combined with our NBA program run by Coach Smite at the high school. We have a lot of good things happening in our league, and you know I, I hope our kids really take advantage of the great things that we, we're offering in EPBC.
1: You know, uh, if people don't know Tim Lyons here, who's sitting here, he's uh, he's over at Brother Rice. He, he, What what are you coaching over there? Are you coaching? I'm that
2: freshman football coach. Right. I just retired from baseball after 33 years. See, that's
1: what I thought. I thought you did baseball. You walked in with the Brother Rice football thing on. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Maybe the football guys gave him it. So you've moved from baseball over to football now.
2: I've been football my okay. entire I, – I did both for many, many years, and now I'd like to – sit and enjoy my sons playing the game in their in in their last uh, many years hopeful playing it as well and baseball has been very good to myself and my family and we're blessed for that
1: you're doing that Uh, you were just telling me you were coaching a basketball team over at Redeemer yes and you're over here at the EPBC so literally when do you sleep like I would I mean like this a lot of sports Tim
2: Kate and I are early risers and uh you know it's it's the heart of a volunteer, and I, I, I'm fortunate for all the chances I have to volunteer and be in a great community, work at a great place like Brother Rice, uh, I consider myself pretty fortunate.
1: Evergreen Park, I would say, has become like a place where baseball and even at the, at the, at the ladies level, softball players seem to be coming out of this area. This has become a very competitive village that produces like really good players and actually will go out and perform at, you know, little league championships. Yeah. You know, you have, you have a lot of like, you're playing for titles or you're in tournaments. Is there a lot of pressure in this, in this area? Like, do you ever feel like, wow, we're sometimes we're so big, like, you know, it's, it's crazy, or is it a lot of fun because of that?
2: I wouldn't call it pressure. I would call it pride. Uh, I've lived here my whole life. I had the privilege to play in EPAA as a youth and coach there for a long time. And now to be a member of the EPBC for so many years now, I'd call it pride. And I think the pride starts at home with the parents in Evergreen Park and our surrounding communities as well. And that passion then comes onto the baseball field where our kids are competitive and they want to achieve success out there Well, of course, The number one thing, having fun and enjoying the great game of baseball.
1: Well, I I noticed that when I I volunteered last year and I was coaching a t ball team, and I noticed that that there is a a lot of fun. Like you know, the kids show up and you guys are encouraging that everybody you know everybody's playing, everybody's having fun, and everybody's learning. And and, you know, that was a far cry from maybe how I grew up. Like, and I'm sure there are other people that are out there. Like, man, I don't know. I went to Little League. I was in two different Little Leagues because the first one my father was just sick of. Like we we, we didn't come, we didn't grow up here. I grew up at 80th and Spalding. I was in the city, and I remember he moved me from the from the one that I was playing. I think it was Bogan baseball, and he moved me to West Lawn baseball because he was like it's it's too competitive and it's like no they're not having fun and you're only getting your two innings and batting one time and you're not really getting a chance to play. And then I went over someplace else and they let me play all the time. And I enjoyed it. And I started to like playing baseball because I didn't get that chance. And when I volunteer with you guys, I see that same attitude. Like, get them all out there. Get them all a chance. Get them all a chance to learn. Just because you're good at something when you're you're 7 or 8 years old doesn't mean you're going to be the best kid at that position when you're 11 or 12. And just because you start off slow doesn't mean that you can't be taught and that you might shine a few years later. Your Your, your destiny is not determined when you're real little in this league. And I think that's a good
2: thing. And I think that credit goes to not only our board members, but our coaches. One of the things that we'll stress in our draft, which takes place this Monday, March 14th at the American Legion Hall, is we want to make sure we get these teams divided as equally as possible so that we don't have a team that runs the table or a team that doesn't get a win. We're looking for all the teams to be competitive, and our coaches do a great job of that, where they're not just going in there to necessarily stack their teams but to get kids on, placed on the right team so that everybody has a positive experience playing baseball
1: yeah because nobody enjoys it when you're on the team that that just like goes out and gets its butt kicked right I mean and you guys have done a very good job at that at least I saw it at the level that I was at and I noticed it when I walked around and watched other games it seems as though it's competitive it's almost as if you guys, if you see the standings really out of whack you feel bad because you realize something might have gone wrong there in the selection process, and you kind of strive to make it so that it's even. Because it is fun when you're in it all year long. It is fun when you know you might you have a chance every time you go out and play a team. You never want to be like, oh, these guys, they're going to kill us. Like, no no kid wants that, especially the coaches, too. After working all day long, they want to show up and get their butts kicked and be like, oh, this is brutal. But it seems
2: like that's a real focal point with uh, with you guys. So our board members, as well as our flex and our NBA coaches, will be spread out at each of the various levels of the draft. To make sure that like, hey, you know, if these were necessarily like our top 10 kids, let's make sure they get spread out over 10 teams, for instance. So we, I think, do a very good job of that, you know, taking care of all the kids and especially our new coaches, especially who don't know uh, the areas of Evergreen Park, Mount Greenwood, where our kids are coming from, you know, so we want to help those new guys out as well. Uh, we are also still looking for a few more managers and, and uh, coaches at each of the few levels. So if any volunteers are out there, whether you've been a member of either of the past two leagues or you, you have an itch to coach baseball, we could use you because of our numbers right now. So,
1: I'm going to ask you what the most rewarding thing is, but wh- I'm curious. What what would be one of the more frustrating things that you probably deal with every year? Is it is it the... Is it like the the dad that's been working with the kid for 3 months the kid goes out strikes out the first time and he's got to pull him off to the side because it's like he thinks it's like the tryouts for the major leagues and he's seven is that that always got me I mean I I hate when that happens I don't see it very often in your league but I, is that one of the more frustrating things or what is there anything that ever gets to you guys where you sit down and go gosh I just it's the same thing every year and I wish I wish that people just understand it's a game
2: when I coached at Brother Rice for so long John Harrison was one of my assistants and HAPA, Long-time hitting coach at St. Xavier. Hap told me one of the most pressure-packed situations in baseball is standing in the batter's box. Oh, yeah. And the amount of instruction that I see going on outside the fence of get your hands back and, you know, you know make sure you're widening your stance or anything like that Or after a kid misses a, a fastball, like, come on, you know. I think we have to really leave kids alone when they're on those two positions on the bump. Being the pitcher's mound and in that batter's box because those are two pressure-packed positions. Another one you hear is like you'll hear someone say, "Throw strikes." It's like, well, what do you think? What do you think he's trying to do? Throw balls or, or walk a guy? So I think leaving do better. yes, do better. <laughs> leaving kids alone in those two spots, I, I think, is the most frustrating thing. I mean, they they have enough pressure on their back.
1: And the other thing is that I always liked about your league, especially now that it's the one big giant little league, the fact that it touches all four quadrants in Evergreen Park. I think that I've, I've said it before on this show, it, it it is, it is weird that we're in such a small community and yet it almost feels like it's got these dividers. Like you're over here, you're over here. I know these people here, but I don't know you, but your baseball league touches all of them. So when I'm in that league, I meet everybody. I meet the whole, I, I meet more people in your league, hanging around and meeting parents that live in all different areas of Evergreen Park than I even do when I'm out doing the show, which is crazy because I'm in a public place when I do the show. But the amount of different families that get to know each other and become friends around Little League in the summer.
2: We also get to show, like you said, the different parts of the community. Like like a lot of people don't know that we have these amazing fields at Southwest Elementary that they do a great job with. A lot of people did not know till last year that Northeast School, as well as Kennedy Park, which I always tell people is the original Kennedy Park in Evergreen Park uh, that surrounds Norris Field, there's six beautiful ball diamonds there that our kids can now utilize. And it also opens up people's eyes like, wow, I, I never knew this was here. And we had both locations, all three locations, mind you, packed last year with the return of baseball, you know, post-COVID. So uh, it, it really opens up Evergreen Park and baseball combined to a a lot of people. So it's very rewarding as a longtime member of this community.
1: Is it too late? Is there any possibility, even if you're having the draft on Monday, if somebody's listening to this on Monday morning and you're having your draft Monday night, or they're like, you know what, I just completely forgot about it. Life has been crazy, and it's uh, 14th of March already, and you know, is there any chance? Is there a way still for a kid to show up and get on a team?
2: Absolutely. They just have to send us an email at board at epbaseballclub.com, which is on on our website. You can just Google EP Baseball Club, and it'll come up. And Brian Harmon, our president, will get back to you as soon as possible. And we will definitely do everything we can to get as many kids playing the great game of baseball that we can.
1: All right, that's Tim Lyons who's sitting down here. This this guy is Mister Baseball. I, I, if you don't know it, this is lo, this is one of your local Mister Baseballs. Everybody thought when Don Paul's on the show a couple weeks ago that was your baseball star. You you may be it with all the different things that you run around and coach and with the with the with the uh, EPBC and everything else like that. I really appreciate everything you do. You do a great job. You and all the other guys that are over there. I don't want to leave anybody out just because you're the guy that's sitting down here at the microphone. But just a, just an excellent job, and I can't wait for another season.
2: Thanks a lot for having me, and go EPBC. <laughs>
1: It's now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Grinders Training Academy. Grinders is a great place to go train if you have a kid that's getting ready to go play in the EPBC or another league in the area. 102nd and Kedzie Avenue, youth sports training for all kinds of sports, conditioning fitness classes for all levels, kids and adults. A safe, clean, structured environment for student athletes to train for the sport of their interest. Private coaching available and coaches can rent their facilities. Learn more at grindersacademy.com, that's grinders with a z academy.com. I heard a rumor that there might be a fast food chain that's going to be located right around that area very soon. That might be one of the questions I asked our mayor Kelly Burke about coming up. You got about a week. I'm already getting questions sent in here. If you'd like to ask a question of the mayor, go to the EPPodcast.com, leave a voice message, there's a little area you can do that at, or, just leave us a typewritten comment or question or something like that right on the website and we will get to as many as possible. The Evergreen Park Recreation Department is offering a civilian safety awareness program that is put together by Sabre. Yes, there's actually a company called Sabre. Fans of the office will know what I'm talking about here. No, they're not a copier company. They are offering this program, a four-hour class to teach you how to identify and avoid dangerous encounters, discourage an attacker, use verbal commands and simple self-defense. It's $70 from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. Saturday the 2nd of April over at the EP Rec Department. You can register in person right now at the Community Center, 3450 West 97th Street. Registration is open until March the 19th for Rec Department Spring Youth Soccer, ages four to 14. Go in in the community center, same address if you want to register, or give them a call 708 229 3373. If you ever need a tow or you have a junk car that needs to be purchased and taken away from you, Dreamers Towing and Recovery right here out of Evergreen Park is available 24 7, 365. Give Tony a call. Put this number in your phone. You never know when you're going to need a tow and a local one at that that gives you a great price. 773-410-4549. And finally, the American Academy of Pediatrics is having a babysitter's class Saturday, April 23rd. $50 per student, only 10 per class. And you have to register by April the 15th. They are going to teach them everything they could possibly need to know about if they're watching like the neighbors' kids or you know their younger siblings. If you have any questions, give Paisha a call over at the youth department 708-229-3377. That's your EP Podcast word on the street. Found everywhere. Podcast can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. A pitcher of beer, a
3: pitcher of beer. Let's order another pitcher of beer.
0: That picture of beer. Come over here. I love
1: that of beer. I'm gonna tell you one of the best parts of my, my week is when I know I'm gonna come in and visit John Brandon open outcry at 109th and Western and I needed it today John. I did. I had one of those days where it was like it was like noon and I just looked around and I said that's it my my week's done. I just had a frustrating week. I'm going to go and I'm going to have some pizza and I'm going to drink some beer. And you saw the look on my face because before you even sat down, you fed me and you gave me beer. You're my hero.
3: Do you feel better? I do. I feel better.
1: Yeah. Open outcry makes you feel better.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad you feel better.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm also trying to clear some things that have been on my plate for the last, I don't know, last year or so. Like I feel like I'm I'm kind of waking up. And getting even though I thought I was in a good flow now that the world is even more back to normal I feel like I'm really getting into a flow and I'm kind of clearing things off my plate and I had an application that I think you gave me a year ago to join the mug club and I was like how did I never do this so I know we've talked a little bit about it before a long time ago on this program Dan McCabe local artist makes your mugs for you and you can you can custom make and custom design your mug but take take everybody a little bit through this club because I'm signing up today I'm finally doing this I know exactly what I'm putting on my mug and I can't wait
3: yeah well I'm glad you brought it up uh, we have a we have a mug club here and, and we've had ones. I think we started it maybe six months into after we opened and it's grown substantially since then the goal was the goal was to continue to try to build Uh, build community around this brewery and around our pizzeria and uh, that dovetails really nicely with what a lot of breweries do and that's create a mug club for their best customers where you'll have a custom mug designed for you and then you come in and you grab your mug and then you get discounts on your beer we wanted to do the same thing I believe we started this in early 2018 and we partnered with local artist Dan McCabe. Dan McCabe if you look him up online he's probably one of the more successful or well-known potters in the Chicagoland area. Uh, He's also an art teacher at at Sandberg High School, and he teaches pottery there as well. He's my neighbor. He lives a couple blocks away from me, and he's he's, I think, maybe 10 houses down from the brewery. Dan and I got together and said, hey, let's do a mug club, but let's do the best mug club that we've ever seen. So instead of just doing kind of generic customizations of mugs. With our Mug Club, when you join, you actually work with Dan. Dan hand spins these mugs and high-end porcelain in his pottery studio and at his house at 109th and Bell. And then he works with you to put whatever imagery and logos or whatever sentimental imagery you have that you want to put on the mug. He works with you to do that. So, uh, Oh, and then on the inside uh, is your nickname or your signature or your name or whatever you want to put on the inside.
1: Oh, that's really cool. I can see the name in here. So you, you got your name signed on the inside of the mug. Yeah. And then what it looks like is that you have the open outcry symbol, okay, which is becoming iconic here on the south side. You got a, you got a thing that shows your mug club member. And then you, it looks like you got a side to the mug. You can put whatever you want to. So for people that can't see it, of course, because it's a podcast and it's not television, uh, one of them looking at the guy's a White Sox fan I can see. He's got this Irish heart that I've seen people like wear rings but it that's the symbol he's got on there and he's got a Beatles guitar like for like an actual thing that says the Beatles on it so I could tell what he's into I have one here that's got their family crest that was put on here, which is incredible. It's very detailed. That's sitting on the side of it. And then I have another guy over here that somehow is a St. Louis Cardinals fan and a Chicago Cubs fan. That is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah,
3: yeah if you go through the mug club, if you go through the mug club shelf over there and see all the images, it's, it's, it's across the board. Everyone from uh, Sports Fanatics to do their best sports teams, or a lot of people will have their kids draw a picture and they'll put that on the side of the mug. Dan will accommodate whatever it is you want.
1: My plan right now is the podcast logos for the different ones that I do. The good ones. Not the the crappy ones, but the main ones. The good ones that I really like doing. And then maybe like a little... I was thinking about designing a little street sign that maybe has all the places I did radio back in the day and that's kind of what I'm thinking for my face of the mug and so I've been picking out all my logos and stuff and it, it's coming to life here as I sit here and I look at what other people did but what's interesting is they're so unique like you can't put them next to each other and they're not even exactly the same size they're not even exactly the same shape they they have different artwork that's around the logos that you did it's there's it, there's no way one is a carbon copy of
3: the other Yeah, and that was by design Dan wanted these to be uh, wanted to every- everyone to take ownership of their mug and work with him to make them unique and uh, their own. And he, he's he's done that. And because they're hand spun, everyone is slightly different, uh, which is which is kind of neat.
1: And it stays here. And, it and stays so here. it stays here, and then when you show up, you get your mug, and then you, 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 you get your beer served in it?
3: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So when you arrive, you just tell the server you're a Mug Club member. They probably know you're a Mug Club member because we know all our Mug Club members. They grab your mug off the mug club rack in the back, and the bartender fills your beer and your mug. And uh, if I give Dan a couple extra
1: bucks, does he make my mug a little bit bigger so that I can get more beer in every pour, or what?
3: You're not the first person to ask that question, and <laughs> nor should I be the last. No, Dan does use a general template. We do. We did design these. We did design these to give a couple. Actually, to give a couple extra ounces over. Uh, a regular 16 ounce pour. So these things are between 17 and 18 ounces. Same price, or is there a discount? It's a discount. So I, there's, there's. I'm getting more, I'm paying less. You're getting more, you're paying less. Look at you. Yeah, you're very cost conscious, smart Southsider. So when
1: I talk about beer, I'm all about getting more and paying less, John. I mean, I love your beer, but I, I, there's a, in my head, I'm always sitting there thinking, how much did I pay for this and how do I get more for less money?
3: So there's two, I, I think there's, a lot of breweries have mug clubs. I think there's two things that distinguish us from others. Number one, that is that the quality. Quality of these mugs. There's a lot of effort that goes into, into making these mugs uh, and a lot of back and forth with the customers. Number two is the cost. Uh, we don't charge annual annual fees. It's a lifetime membership. Okay, I do pay Dan a significant amount of money to hand spin these things. They are kind of expensive, which translates to the cost. It's 150 bucks, but it's a lifetime membership. We'll never ask you for money again. But as long as you're coming in here with your mug, you get a dollar off a beer seven days a week, you get $2 off a beer on Mondays, you get 10% off crawlers, you get 10% off off kegs, if you buy a keg, and then you get 10% off all merchandise, so hats, t-shirts, whatever it is we sell in the gift shop, you get 10% off there as well.
1: And if I had the mentality of my wife, in my mind, the discount means it's free. I would just buy more. That's what she does. Like, she comes home with four cases of Coke instead of one. I'm like, we don't drink that much pop. She goes, yeah, but it was on sale if you bought four of them. So, like, right now, you, you would tempt her now to, to buy even more beer at Open Outcry.
3: There have been a handful of Mug Club members that have been paying, that have been keeping track of how many beers they bought in their mug for the only reason to tell me that they are now drinking on the house. So they've gone <laughs> So they wanted to make that very clear to me that. That they've made their money back. And,
1: made my money back. I'm drinking on the house now, John. Yeah. And they stick it in your face.
3: Yeah, and it's okay as long as. What What's really nice is that there have been. You know, you, you, when you walk in here, you're always going to see a mug club member drinking out of a mug. And there are times where, you know, a good percentage of the place, everyone's got a mug on the table, and it really has turned into a community. Everybody knows each other. When another mug club member walks in, they all uh, chit chat, ask about families, and and everyone is. Um, a lot of friendships have been made over these mugs and a lot of people that come in here because it's created a sense of community and we're proud of that
1: is there a big day for mug club members like is there a, is it the day where it's it's two bucks off like everybody's here on monday or is it are there certain times of the day where you normally see them more often
3: yeah i think that two dollar off on monday does bring a few more of the mug club members out on monday nights but where
1: are you going daddy it's monday drinking day for daddy i gotta go get my two dollars off at my mug club
3: before the pandemic when we were doing uh events consistently, Mug Club members would get first crack at reservations for uh, beer and food pairings or when we would do real special events like the Graham Elliott night that we did back in 2019. We did one night that was d- dedicated specifically for Mug Club members. Mug Club members get uh, Christmas gifts every year. Mug Club members also get first crack at our bottle releases as well.
1: That's awesome. Well, I, I, I don't know why I waited so long, so I'm going to get this done we're gonna get the logos i already have all the information i'm gonna send all my stuff over to dan what do you think turnaround time here like how soon am i gonna be sitting here with my mug while while we're at open outcry what do you think
3: if the customer gets dan his imagery relatively quickly he can turn these things around in about a week a lot of times dan and i end up end up uh, kind of chasing people around for their images and that that will uh, delay it but the delays are usually because people are still deciding on what they want to put on the side of their mugs what what uh you're gonna What are you going to stick with What are you going to put on yours
1: I'm going to put the logos So I'm going to put on EP Podcast Socks in the Basement You know Southside Pod the, Maybe the Broadcast Basement logo Like I've got a bunch Of different logos You know So I, I'm going to I'm going to make it My podcast mug That's what I'm going to do You know I've got plenty of things To say White Socks but every time I gotta go do like a podcast thing, I gotta spend an awful lot of money for somebody to make me a koozie. And I, I never feel like the two koozies I get to keep out of the thousand that I give away was worth all the money that I ended up spending on it. So this, this I want something permanent that when I walk in, I'm like, there it is, boom.
3: And then I want you to go put it like on a shelf where people could see it for free advertising. Well, the cubbies in the back and each cubby is labeled with your mug number. If you see that every mug has its unique number on it, you'll go over to the shelf, grab your mug, sit down at the table or at the bar, and the bartender will pour you a, a cold one in your mug. If you get that thing in today, we'll have this for you in about a week. All right, 109th and Western,
1: open outcry. His name is John Brand. He fed me today, which was really nice of him, and he gave me a good beer. And we're going to do, uh, I'm going to do my mug club, and you got to go check this place out. The rooftop's opening up for the spring and the summer. This is one of the places to be on the
3: south side. There's tons of garlic in those cheese curds you ate, so make sure you... Uh, brush your teeth tonight before you try to give the wifey a kissy. Are
1: you telling me we got a little too close here with the microphone?
3: Not you and me but if you want to get a kissy tonight I'd brush your teeth before you go home. There's a lot of garlic in those cheese skirts.
2: Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks it's
1: gonna be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the is there! Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. The Noody's
3: Basement, Broadcast Basement, The Noody's Basement, The Broad Basement. Flancha!
0: The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.